Hey, Rishaw here, George Mason University. This episode is the 11th out of a series of 12. In episode 254, I started off by providing an overview of the spectrum. In the previous episodes, I've explained from command style to the learner-designed individual program style. So we've now gone from style A all the way to I. Um, this is the second to last episode of the series. Uh, you can find all of the episodes below this one in your podcast feed. And if you prefer the written version, you can find this on the blog at the hpwebsite.com uh, forward slash blog. So today I'm going to talk about style J the learner initiated style. This is the last style you may find in an educational setting like a school or a university. Uh, if you think back on our first episodes, um, I mentioned that in the command style, the teacher is at maximum and the student is at minimum. This means that the teacher in the command style makes all the decisions and is followed by the learners. In the learner-initiated style, the student is at maximum and the teacher is at minimum. So the learning experience is initiated by the learner and all the decisions are made by them as well. Now, this is typically what we see when you have a teacher as an advisor in a research project. Uh, a great example of this is found in graduate programs. So imagine that a uh, physical education teacher is struggling to engage their students in their classes in their school. The teacher decides that becoming a graduate student, pursuing higher education could be a way to improve their teaching strategies to engage and motivate their students. In the real, uh, realization that research can help the teacher's pedagogical practice, they then search for an institution and an advisor that can support their progress. Once a teacher joins the institution as a graduate student, they could start planning how to research new strategies, collect data, design a project to improve practices, evaluate the outcomes of the learning, learning experience, and discuss the findings with the literature existing in the field. The student then sets the expectations of how the advisor will support the research and meets periodically with the advisor to update the decisions and then also to receive feedback. So this could all take the form of a master's or doctoral thesis or an independent study, depending on where the institution is in the world. So overall, this style is similar to the learner design individual program style that I explained in the last episodes. The similarities are that the student here also designs, performs, evaluates, and decides how to involve the teacher in their project. The difference is that the teacher does not choose the topic. That's very important here. The student initiates the learning experience and chooses the project topic. In our example, the teacher found um, the need to learn something new and decided the topic of teaching strategies as a focus of their project. So the learner initiated style is not a whole class teaching experience. The teacher in this style or the advisor in the example above, uh, acknowledge the individual motivation that the learner has and the cognitive desire to design their own learning experience. The learners not only initiates the request, but also pursue the complexities of making all the decisions and decisions in the pre-impact, impact, and post-impact, meaning that the learner plans, performs, and evaluates their project. 
The defining characteristics of the learner-initiated style is that the individual learner initiates and takes the responsibility of designing their own learning experience. In the anatomy of the style, the learner takes over all of the teaching decisions. This means that the student independently initiates the request to be responsible for their own learning experience and makes all the decisions about how they will accomplish their objectives. The role of the teacher is to accept the request made by the learner and be a standby resource to guide the learner when needed. Even though the teacher is a support system and participates in the learning experiences as requested by the learner, this does not mean that they do not have the responsibilities or that they wait for the students to reach out or make decisions unaware of what's happening. The learner has a responsibility of setting expectations and specifically indicating when and how the teacher will be involved. So um, on top of that, the teacher has the obligation to initiate questions and ask for clarification whenever there are discrepancies, discrepancies between the intentions of the learner and their actions uh, that are occurring. So if we think back to our advising app example, Let's say the graduate student decides to take over a super complex project and has only one year to complete it. The teacher then needs to guide that student to make sure they succeed and that their plan is feasible in that time. So another case can be if the graduate student plans to change their teaching style in practice to engage students. And when reporting back to the advisor, he or she is taking a, a really disengaged approach or repeating the same teaching strategies over and over and over again that that person has said they want to change. So in that case, the advisor needs to ask questions and clarify the student's thought process that's guiding them to understand the discrepancies between what they're saying they want to do and what they're actually delivering in their practice. So this is when your advisor sits you down and has that conversation that some of us as former graduate students or current graduate students have had. Um, so that's the role of the advisor there. So when the behavior of the learner-initiated style is achieved, the subject matter objectives are to, one, have an individual learner choose to initiate a multifaceted learning experience by discovering, creating, and developing ideas. And two, to have students set and evaluate standards on their own. So when this style is achieved, the main behavior objectives emphasized are having the students choose to be independent, challenge themselves to create their learning experience. They're motivated to go beyond the boundaries of the activities that are taught in the class to the rest of the students. And they provide the opportunity for students to be self-directed. So it's really important to emphasize the primary objective is to honor the learner's need to be independent. So in this style, the opportunity to engage in independent and creative learning is enhanced. So this style only happens when the learner approaches a teacher and asks to design their own learning experience. This is most likely possible when the learner has passed through the experience of the other teaching styles in the spectrum and understands that they, they are capable of making maximum decisions in their own teaching and learning experiences. So again, this style requires a student to initiate the request. So if the teacher proposes to a student to start a project, it cannot be considered that they are using the learner-initiated style. So can we find this teaching style in a school setting? Yeah, 
but not as a whole class teaching experience. To include the style of teaching in PE, um, the teachers can introduce and explain the learner-initiated style and inform the students that this is a possibility. So let's think of another example. Imagine a PE teacher explains the learner-initiated style to their students and delivers a chart to the students that explains the roles of the teacher and the students in this style. Um, you can find an example of this type of chart in the book, uh, and it's linked in the notes. Um, so imagine that the PE teacher has, uh, let's say, a martial arts background that is known by the students, but the content is not included in the standards of learning for their state, their country, their community, whatever it is. And so it's not a part of the normal PE experience. Now, let's say, af let's say after that learning about learning-initiated style, a student, let's call him Bob, decides to reach out to the teacher and ask if the teacher could support him to learn the sport of boxing. It was an activity that Bob has always been curious about but has not had the opportunity to practice. The teacher, who is confident that she can support the student, agrees to engage in the project. The learner will design multiple episodes for his learning experience, including the decisions for the pre-impact, impact, and post-impact set for each episode. Say that Bob has already learned about the history, main rules, and characteristics of boxing and got to the point of practicing his first skill. He decides that the first punch he wants to learn is the jab. The decision that Bob planned for this episode are as follows. In the pre-impact set, uh, you're gonna in, Bob's going to initiate the general and specific intentions of the subject matter and behavior. What that means is that the objective of the episode is to learn how to punch with accuracy and use the correct critical elements. Um, Bob is going to make the general subject matter decision that is the jab punch. Um, he's going to decide the specific focus of the episodes and the questions that will guide the learning experience. So in our example, that's gonna mean deciding how to learn the skill and developing the criteria that will be used by the teacher to evaluate Bob's performance. Bob is gonna select the teaching style to be used. Considering that this is the first time ever that Bob is gonna punch, the command style or the practice style could be a good option to be used to help him learn. So at this point, it's important to have more help and guidance from the teacher since the student is not proficient at the skill. Um, sequence, so the next step is a sequence to the next episodes that might be uh, to move to the self-check style, practicing, let's say, in front of a mirror, using the criteria sheet developed in the episode to improve that performance. And then next, Bob is going to make logistical decisions related to time and day dedicated to the project that also fits the teacher's schedule, how he's going to research the skills, design the evaluation criteria, choose the equipment needed, and so on. So, um, And then finally, Bob's going to decide how the teacher is going to be involved. In our example, this means asking the teacher to teach the jab punch, use the criteria developed to assess the performance, and provide feedback. So the teacher does not have a role in the pre-impact phase set in the learner-initiated style. Um, during the impact set, Bob implements the plan designed as above. So in our example, this means uh, meeting with the teacher at the time, engaging in learning experiences throughout the teaching style that was selected, 
practicing the jab, and then listening to the teacher's feedback. So the main role of the teacher here is to accept the student's decisions and provide the general conditions to enhance the possibility of success. In the post-impact phase, or post-impact set, Bob uses the evaluation criteria that were previously developed by him. So this is going to allow Bob to make post-impact decisions related to his behavior and about the attainment of the objectives of the episode. In our example, this means looking at the data collected by the teacher and reflecting on the episode to make the decision if he's going to keep practicing the same punch, a jab, or add another skill like a hook or a cross or an uppercut. Okay, so... The role of the teacher here is to accept the decisions made by the student and alert him if there are any discrepancies between the learner's intentions and act actions. So producing and planning one's own learning experience can be way more challenging than it may seem. So for this reason, the style is most appropriate for students who are curious, they can make decisions, they're emotionally resilient to follow through with a plan and overcome obstacles, they have experienced the other teaching styles of the spectrum and have the patience to achieve the final product. Students may not want to give up and stop the process, or they may want to give up and stop the process. If this happens, the teacher, as a teacher, you should not punish or criticize the student, but you're there as an advisor. You're going to advise them in a way that will help them understand where the challenges came up. Additionally, it's important to support the students so they can recognize that not accomplishing what was expected is an important learning experience in itself. So being able to overcome failures and grow will help the student develop tenacity, resilience, patience, persistence, endurance, and other relevant attributes. So the learner-initiated style provides a very rich learning experience because it's based on the need that individuals have to independently and cognitively initiate a learning experience. This style provides a fundamental step toward the autonomy of students who can recognize and express needs, their needs, and search for the support of a specialist to accomplish their life goals. Okay, so that's all I have for you on this one. Once again, I encourage you to develop, uh, download the book that's free. Um, you can find great examples of how the spectrum is applied in physical education and resources that you can help um, you successfully integrate the different types of styles that we've talked about in these podcasts. So the next episode is the last one in this series. It's going to come out next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. And thanks as always to Ala Rodriguez for her help in producing these podcasts and to the Spectrum Institute for the free materials that they provide to everyone. Thanks for listening.